Oh, hello, you cheeky slags. Welcome to the show. Just a little warning before we start. If you don't like spoilers, swearing, or adult themes, you best turn it off right now. But if you do, come on in and enjoy the show, you cheeky bugger. Go on, get in there and listen. Hello and welcome, Creepy Crapsters, to the fourth episode of the Creepy Crap Podcast. My name is Daniel Craig, and I'm your beautiful-looking host. I usually like to get the ball rolling pretty quickly on this, but before I do, I'd like to give a big thank you to everyone who's followed me on Instagram, Creepy Crap Podcast. Really enjoyed the interactions I've had so far. I've got a small handful of followers. I'm looking to expand that. It'd be nice, but so far, I'm just thankful for everyone who's given any attention to the podcast so far. There's a billion out there, so the fact that they've chosen mine to listen to it all means a lot to me. I will move on to the movie. This episode's movie is Buried Alive. It's from 2007. It goes for 94 minutes. It's rated 4 out of 10 on Internet Movie Database. And it stars Tobin Bell, who we all know and love from the Saw franchise. So just a quick refresher on the podcast in case you don't know what you're listening to. I basically watch a crap horror movie. I pause it, tell you what minute I'm up to, and then I describe whatever the hell I've just seen. So that's basically the podcast. I pause it, talk about it. Okay, so let's get down to business. So this episode... We're going to watch Buried Alive. It's from 2007, 94 minutes, Tobin Bell. Let's get going. We're at the eight minute mark for our first entry. And basically all I've seen so far is that there was a girl in a bath daydreaming about kissing her cousins. Very weird. Her real boyfriend comes in. What are you doing? Uh, nothing, nothing. The cousin was trying to drown her. Uh, cuts to the actual cousin with some nerdy guy. And they're looking up this stuff on the computer. And they found out that the guy's grandfather owned the biggest gold claim strike, whatever they're calling it, ever. And while they're researching on the computer, the nerdy guy finds out out that the grandfather initially killed his wife but they never spent the money and that it's rumored that it's buried in the coffin with her so they're going to try and find that gold and they've also found out that there's also I don't know they added this for some reason that the second wife 16 years later the house burned down and everyone in the house got chopped up and burned and killed apart from the grandfather so he's escaped again so I think these guys are going on a road trip to go and find it slash steal all the gold from the grandfather's house and it's also panned off to another guy and it's Tobin Bell and he's digging a big hole in a basement and he's digging away and he's acting like this crazy prospector guy and he's like there's gold in them hills I found gold he's found something digging so he's like I'm gonna buy this fucking town so I, th- I don't know if he is the grandfather or he just knows of the rumor so he's looking for it as well he's there and they're all gonna find this gold so I don't know exactly what role is what yet but I'll find out soon okay so we're at the 11 minute mark almost here and it's getting a little bit weird because the girl from the earlier who's having the dream in the bath about a cousin has met up with a cousin now because they're all getting ready to go on the road trip and Basically, she's there. They're packing the bags. Her boyfriend jumps in the car. He meets the nerdy guy. And then while the two cousins are talking, she goes, you're not going to lie to me, right? She goes, I had the weirdest dream. And he's like, you know, just because this is a dream doesn't mean it can't happen. She's like, huh. And she goes, oh, you're wearing the necklace I gave you. He goes, this is my family heirloom. And he's like, I'm glad you're wearing it. And she's like, someone special gave it to me. And then she kisses him on the lips. And then it like puts the boot down in the car. And then it's just her boyfriend looking at her with this look of like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so funny. And no one says anything whatsoever about like, you you just kissed your cousin directly on the lips and then he's just sitting there like okay that was a bit weird and then they just get in the car and they're like let's go and now i think they're picking up a couple extra people before they head off to grandpa's gold mine so it's the 20 minute mark now and basically they had all gathered each other there's six of them there's the two cousins the boyfriend the nerd and they got two girls who are pledges who are dressed as a cow and a dog and they all before they left took ecstasy so they're all like yeah partying on the way there and as they're driving the main guy the cousin zane he's basically just seeing this old like 
creepy lady on the side of the road like constantly he's like and they're on the freeway and he's just staring at them and then like suddenly she's in the road and she's got this real creepy witch looking face and he's like shit he cracks the brakes on he has stopped and they're like what the fuck did you stop for and he's like oh must have been an animal or something and they're like dude just keep driving and he's like yeah yeah my bad my bad so they show up at this house and it's just it's full of shit there's weird creepy sculptures everywhere there's little animals like there's a rabbit with antlers and stuff like that and the two pledge girls are standing there and they're like oh my god look at this little rabbit i can't believe he's standing there and just letting us pat it oh we get it like they're dumb or whatever else but it's like it's it's just unbelievably stupid like you can't be that dumb so a few of them are saying stupid shit as well but i don't know maybe it's the drugs still are in their system like i don't know how long they really last for but they're there their place looks like shit there's all these sculptures and stuff they've found a tunnel which is like that must be where the gold mine is so they're trying to find the owner which i assume is tobin bell i'm not sure but yeah so they're all together now they're at this creepy place let's see what happens okay so we just crossed the 31 minute mark now they're at the big fancy mansion which is zane's dad house i do believe uh correction earlier tobin bell is not the grandfather he's the caretaker his name is lester he lives on the land near the big house so after the place he's not meant to be digging in there and zane found that out he's pissed off he's not meant to be digging there he's just meant to look after the house he doesn't really do a good job about that not important zane also took the cowgirl and had sex with her and she was just willing to do it even though i don't think they knew each other at all up to that point so good for him so renee's a bit sus of why they're even here like they're like we're just gonna have a party but they're kind of like the nerdy guy was giving too many details it seems odd that you know so much about the place he's like oh uh, zane told me it's like yeah is that why you're here so those two are there to steal gold or find gold whatever else the rest don't really know why they're there they think they're just having some sort of party so not too much has happened so far it's just that that witch keeps popping up around zane whenever he's alone but i don't get like if you see visions like so vividly visions that aren't hallucinations from drugs and stuff like that why does no one ever mention anything you see something you see oh shit someone's in the middle of the road and everyone's like what the fuck just happened oh uh nothing it was uh animal it's like you could have at least been like did you, anyone else see that woman who's just there because at least like they're so scared of looking crazy that they won't mention it just so they don't look weird it, mention it so in case someone else saw it because when they were driving up to the place the girl the one who was dressed as a cow was looking the same place I was, it's like could she see the lady as well or was she just looking in that general direction at the time but yeah it's strange that like you would see so many things pop up that are so clear to you at the time and just think this must be a vision it's like have you had a history of visions like earlier as well he went to the boot of the car and his hand was cut by an axe and he's like holy shit and then he looks down and then there's nothing there and doesn't even mention it you're like that would be a weird sign or like why am i seeing these things doesn't question it at all he just kind of brushes it off like it's a bit weird i would question or mention it at the very least 32 minutes almost let's see where this movie goes 39 minutes in almost and sadly Phil is dead everyone he has the two hot chicks sitting on him trying to get information out of him which he's like oh god I'll tell you which I'm not sure if that was a punishment like you think you would hold it back a little bit longer like oh I'm not gonna tell you and they're like oh we're gonna touch him more you're like oh don't do that but anyway he's gone outside he's upset he's like oh there's no internet there's no reception there's no video games and then out of nowhere an axe just cuts him straight down the middle so he's been cut into half he's laying on the floor into two pieces and then it just cuts back to the gang and that's everything that's happened up to this point 43 minutes now and the chick who was playing the dog was having a bath like she's running it and she's just got her headphones in so she's dancing like you know how they're like oblivious this is classic movie sort of thing where they're like they're dancing and all this shit's happening behind them they have no idea what's happening so basically the bathtub starts filling up with blood and then a little creepy nose pops up and it's like the little witch again she pops out of the water she's got an axe she's about to hack the girl in the back of the head with the axe and then 
like her hair moves and she sees this weird tattoo, like a weird spiral type thing. And she's like, whoa. And then the other girl is the cow opens the door and she's like, ah! and sees the girl. So they can see this witch. I don't know. She pops up out of nowhere, but is visible to them, I guess. She runs down the stairs and the other girl with the headphones is just like, I'll be out soon. God, like, and then puts her headphones back in and start dancing and all that sort of shit. I don't know. She's ignoring that the, that the bath is full of blood and all that sort of shit. The cowgirl is running down there and then she's telling everyone there was a witch. She's like, her face is bloody and she had an axe and all that sort of stuff. And then the Zane, who has seen her numerous times up to this point, just like, oh, you know, the light's a bit weird. So maybe you might've seen a few things. I'm like, I've never had a light that made me see a bloody witch with an axe. I don't know about other people. That is completely crazy. Like what sort of explanation is that? Oh, that's why. That's definitely why. Must be the light. Not the fact that you've seen this person already. Why don't you like, he's still so scared to admit that he's seen it as well, that he's pretending like nothing's there. Like, uh, it was the light, love. Don't worry about it. This witch is about to like, just kill these people. There's no explanation why they've done it yet, except that it, it might be the wife from the house that burnt down and chopped up the family. That's the only connection that might be who she is at this point. But we'll find out soon enough. It's 59 minutes and not much has happened up to this point. The girls have found some old photos of the grandfather and his two wives and they saw the old wives. He goes, oh, she's got a little mark and it's the necklace that Renee's wearing. It's also the same tattoo that's on the back of the dog girl's neck. It's meant to warn away like evil spirits or some shit like that. That's about it. It's some little vague backstory to explain why this whole thing's happening. So after that, Renee challenges the pledges to go to Lester's house. They have to go there with one item of clothing on, grab something and bring it back. The dog girl runs off. She's only got boots on. She runs there fully naked, grabs the little bunny with the antlers, comes straight back. No problems. The blonde one, the cow one, runs off. She's only wearing jeans. So like she's running on all this deserty ground. She like hurts a foot. And then out of nowhere, Zane pops up. He grabs her, carries her back. And then Renee's like, this is how you're going to act as a sorority sister. You can't even do this. Like the nudity is nice to watch, but both of these girls have run past Phil in the car. I'm pretty sure he's just half a person at this point because he was split by that axe earlier. He's been in there for so long now, like hours and hours inside a car. Like if he was on the phone, the battery's dead. Like he was in there. The car would be boiling. No one's checked on this guy. They've just yelled stuff out to him from the door and like, that's enough. Like they made a few comments as they ran past him, but like that was it because they were running. They didn't really stop, I guess. But it's like, no one's checking on this guy. They just don't care about him or whatever else. So they've all come back into the house now and they're just chatting. They're all cool. They're like, oh, Phil's in the car. Like no one cares about him anymore. So there's about half an hour left. So let's see how this movie ends. I'm, I don't know where it's going at this point. It's an hour and eight minutes. And I think that was the end of Lester. Lester, who was Tobin Bell, is hilarious in this. He's pretty much the only character I've enjoyed so far. He keeps doing cheap thrills. Like he popped up at the place. He threw an ax at the guy who was standing outside. And then he comes back in and they're looking at the window. And then he jumps up. He's got a witch mask and everyone's like, ah, shit. And then he goes, <laughs> oh, Lester got you a good one. Just keeps talking about himself in the third person and he just keeps yelling shit out to him he sounds crazy but he's like he's hilarious because he's just yelling shit out to them and he doesn't care he's like i'll show you and then he's like if someone's screwing with me i'm gonna screw them back he just doesn't care that like this guy is the son of the owner of the house he's just he's like you're a spoiled little brat i'm gonna punch you in the face if you talk back to me one more time it's fun to see tobin bell in this silly role compared to how he is in jigsaw where it's always like i'd like to offer you a choice choose your life or the life of the one 
one you love the most. How he's always like, I'd like to play a game. Yeah, I think he's dead. I hope not because I like the character. He was fun the few times he was in it, but I'm pretty sure he's dead. So there's about 20 minutes left. We're going to see what happens to the rest of them. Been an hour and 15 minutes now and the boyfriend is dead. He's just had his face sliced straight down the front. His face falls to the ground. But the reason he was out there is because he could see Phil in there. And he's like, come on, Phil, it's getting late. Get inside. And then as he says that, Phil falls down, realizes it's half a body. And he's like, holy fuck, he's about to throw up. As he lifts his head up, that's when his face gets sliced. But it's like, who the fuck put him there? And it's like, if the witch did this, it seems like a lot of effort. Like the witch could literally just sit there and people would see her and freak out. They would shit themselves. They don't need to do all this extra setup stuff. You are scary enough without the extra shit. Another thing that's happening is that Renee continuously throughout this night keeps making the pledges do stuff where it seems like at this point of the movie, it's not relevant anymore. She's just coming off a sadistic or like she wants to see them naked. Like she keeps asking them to get naked. The one who has the tattoo that's the same as her necklace is like smart now. She was dumb at the beginning and now she's smart. She's now like Renee's equal or smarter than Renee. She just seems to know everything that's happening. She's just sitting there looking all wise. Like she's focusing on the blonde girl now because she likes Zane and they've had the little thing on and off. I feel like she's jealous and upset that Zane showed her attention instead of her. Like there's some weird cousin thing going on here that they just haven't explained, but we have to just accept like, it's almost like they're exes, but they're not. There's about 10 minutes left. It's pretty much just Zane, Renee and the dog girl and the cow girl. And that's about it. So there's 10 minutes left. So let's see what happens. All right. The movie has finished. A bunch of pointless shit happened and that was about it. It was kind of all over the place, just rushing to finish things off. Like basically, here's what happened. The cowgirl got killed eventually after standing there for ages as a punishment. She randomly was up the stairs and then got killed. Her throat was slit and then she fell down the stairs, died. That's her done. The smarter pledge, she uh, basically ran outside. She grabbed a petrol can, tried one of Lester's cars, got it to work and then she just drove off. Like the witch just kept popping up all the time, like in the background, but didn't do anything thing like it was weird because it was like she was safe because of her neck but then she wasn't and then she was it was like they kind of forgot how safe she was and then she eventually got away so she was a smart one like I said she got in the car and just drove off she left the other two she didn't save anyone she just saved herself played it smart and the witch really had it in for Renee and Zane so I don't guess maybe it's some sort of relation like they're related to her distantly so distant relation makes her angry at them and that's why she's picking on them specifically him so there's something about males in there they said but yeah she threw him around the house constantly she just kept popping up here and there just kicking the shit out of him and then it just cuts off and then both of them are in a grave that they were digging under the cellar and then the witch is standing over him she grabs the necklace off her chucks a little bit of gold that Lester found puts it in the coffin shuts it and then it's just like no let us out what did we even do to you and all this sort of shit she's just looking over them and then suddenly it like just goes from them being in the grave next to each other to being covered to then just covered in dirt and then nothing and you just hear a bunch of screams and then that's it the credits okay so the movie's finished so i have a couple questions of what i've just watched where the fuck is my storyline where is the gold i don't understand the whole movie was based off zane and his nerdy friend gathering everyone here as a under false pretenses so they could go there and find this gold and be billionaires but no that nothing apart from the one little piece that lester found at the beginning on his own nothing shown again whatsoever of the gold what was the point of the 
tunnel. They had a mine shaft that they never used once, apart from once or twice someone standing in the entryway. No tunnel was ever used. I don't understand the point of that. Was that just to loosely connect the gold story, which they never mentioned again? Why is this witch so angry at Zane and Renee? Like, apparently Zane's dad lives here most of the time when he's not off flying away doing whatever the hell he does. Why does she not torment him constantly and he's like, fuck this, I'm not living here. Whereas, like, Zane shows up for one day and he's tormented like crazy before he's even got there. What the hell? Why is he the target? Why is she so angry at these guys showing up? They did nothing to her whatsoever. If anything, it should be angry at Lester for taking that gold piece. If this was like... Oh, this is my treasure. It's all I've got left after being buried alive with it. It's like, get angry at him, not at them. Like, she was chasing them before they even showed up. Not, none of that was explained. Like, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the nudity and the whole stripping down part, but I don't get the sorority issue of, like, her constantly telling them to do it. It's like, it went throughout the whole movie. It seemed like something they would do at the beginning, a bit of playful stuff before the serious stuff happens. Like, after that, it was like, it seemed odd that it was happening still. I'm like, wait, some people have died now and you want to be like, time to strip off and do a nudie run. If I could have one complaint about Lester is that there wasn't enough of him. He was very funny. I love the whole third person thing he kept doing and the fact that he was just like antagonizing these people constantly as if like he resented them from having the bigger house on the hill so he just gave shit to the kids constantly and if they said anything he's like who do you think you're talking to? Lester don't take that shit boy. I think I either just missed the backstory or just didn't really explain it or have one that was that good was that I don't understand why this like creepy old lady witch looking one was attacking everyone. I feel it might have been triggered by Lester finding the gold. Maybe that was like, once he got it from her grave, that's what triggered her to be alive and start attacking everyone related to this thing. The dick of the movie must go to Zane because, I mean, he's basically got every single person, including himself, dead, except for that one girl he drove off. Like, every character got killed because he brought them all there for this, for this illusion of this great party, which was only just to find the gold with his nerdy friend. And then they all died because of it. And the last forgotten story, line was the whole incestual relationship between Zane and Renee like what's up with that she dreams of kissing him in the bath she kisses him at the car and then at one point they both got their partners with them and they're like rubbing each other's partners to try to like get them jealous or like to be like this could be you this could be you it's like what are you doing and then at no point explain like what was the history like did they hook up once in the past and they were kind of like we kind of like this but I don't know it was, it was such a weird thing to add and not explain why the hell it was happening I'm sure I could have probably thought of a few extra points but that's enough for now so the movie this episode was buried alive it was from 2007 went for 94 minutes and it starred tobin bell so if you want to get me you can get me on instagram with the creepy crap podcast that's where you can get me you know like my photos uh follow me all that sort of stuff send me a message say hello give some feedback on an episode suggest a movie talk about collaborating maybe if you're another fellow podcaster or just someone who really loves fucking horror movies that's where you can do that's instagram the creepy crap podcast so thank you for listening to episode four of the creepy crap podcast buried alive oh i'm buried alive don't throw dirt on me i just had a shower but yes that's the creepy crap podcast so thank you so much my name's been daniel craig you've been listening to the creepy crap podcast thank you creepy crapsters and remember to keep yourselves creepy keep yourselves crappy and i'll catch you on the next one and i said to him if he wants me buried treasure he better walk me plank first if you get me adrift